I spin in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. Oh, mercy there was great and grace was free, pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned. Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. Oh, mercy, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Now I've given to Jesus everything. Now I gladly own him as my king. Now my raptured soul can only sing of Calvary. Oh, mercy, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. The love that drew salvation's plan Oh, the grace that brought it down to man Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span At Calvary Yes, mercy there was great and grace was free Pardon there was multiplied to me there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Oh, mercy, there was great and grace was free. Pardon, there was multiplied to me. And there my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. There are some things I may not know And there are some places in this old world I may not go Oh, but this one thing, oh, I know for sure Oh, my God is real, and I can feel Him in my soul. My God is real. Oh, He is real in my soul. Yes, my God is real, for He has washed and made me whole.
soul Well, some folks may laugh Oh, some folks may scorn Well, all can desert And just leave me alone but as for me, yes, I'll take God's part. For my God is real, and I can feel Him in my heart. My God is real. Oh, He's real in my soul. Yes, my God is real. For he has washed and made me whole. His love for me, oh, is like pure gold. Oh, my God is real, and I can feel him in my soul.
met the Lord on Damascus Road, he never was the same again. When Peter met the Lord, he left his boat and he started fishing for men. Now I may not be a Peter or Paul, but one thing I can truly say, when I met the Lord, made him my choice, well he definitely made a change. He made a change. Made a change in the way that I walk. He made a change. Made a change in the way that I'm talking. Old things pass away. Behold, everything's new. He made a change. He made a change in the life that I'm living. I'm born again, set free, finally forgiven. If he can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. I've seen some old friends shaking their heads Cause they never thought they'd see the day When a sinner like me would praise the Lord Or even bow my head to pray Now I'm not what I used to be You see my life has been rearranged Oh it's nothing that I've done But I met someone who definitely made the change he made a change in the way that I'm walking. He made a change. He made a change in the way that I'm talking. Old things pass away. Behold, everything's new. He made a change. He made a change in the life that I'm living. I'm born again, set free, finally forgiven. If he can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. I've seen some old friends shaking their heads Cause they never thought they'd see the day When a sinner like me would praise the Lord Or even bow my head to pray Now I'm not what I used to be You see my life has been rearranged Oh it's nothing that I've done But I met someone who definitely made the change Made a change. He made a change in the way that I'm walking. He made a change. He made a change in the way that I'm talking. Old things pass away. Behold, everything's new. He made a change. He made a change in the life that I'm living. I'm born again, set free, finally forgiven. If he can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. He made a change in the way that I'm walking. He made a change. He made a change in the way that I'm talking. Old things pass away. Behold, everything's new. He made a change. He made a change in the life that I'm living. I'm born again, set free, finally forgiven. If he can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. He can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. He made a change. Lord, I don't want to do one thing on my own. 
Put me where you want me, Lord. That's where I belong. Just give me the strength to do thy perfect will. And when I'm in the lowest valley, I can climb the highest hill. Yes, Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. And Lord, I want to do the things you want me to do.
all your burden this morning, you need to come to the Lord. He's the only one with the answer. Yes. Oh, neighbors are kind. I love them, everyone. And we get along in sweeter cold. Oh, but when I need sweet manna from above, oh, when and favored the Lord is with me every day I wave goodbye to sin and sorrow the place where I was once a slave the place where he known as trouble no pleasure here on earth I found but when you took my hand and led me you set my feet on higher ground he said I am the seed of Abraham And though it won't be long Till I'll make it come back And I'm a I am a child Of covenant promise And I am sheltered by his hand And he is sheltered by his
so try and bury me in debt and trouble and say that I am doomed to fail but it won't be long till I'll make a comeback cause I'm the head and not the tail he is the head and not the tail he is the
Tim asked us to do this. Uh, me and uh, DJ, we talked. If you want to hear DJ sing, come tonight. Well, I don't, I don't like the, we got so many singers sometimes. It's, but anyway, he's, I said, it takes me a while to get a message because I have to really pray about it and I read and I got notes and I got all these things. And uh, he said, okay. He said, he'll go first and I'll do the second week. So I went home the, the very Monday. Uh, I prayed about it and the Lord gave me something just like that. I said, Lord, I need something to preach. He said, preach the gospel. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people that are born again, Christians, and, and some of them, you, you kind of doubt it, of their salvation, the way they live, but that's for God to judge. And, uh, but, but a lot of people have just enough knowledge of the Bible to, to get yourself in trouble. You've met people like that. And I heard this story. I want to start off with this little thing I learned a long time ago. There was a, a, a man. He was telling this guy about the Bible. He said, oh, I know all about the Bible. And the guy said, well, you don't even go to church. He said, yeah, but I read the Bible, and I know all about it. He said, he said I could get a sermon just anytime I want one. The guy said, oh, I want you to get me a sermon. So two or three days later, the guy comes over to his house. He said, I got me a sermon. He said, well, let me hear it. And this is what the guy come up with. He said, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And they threw him into the weeds, and the weeds grew up and choked that man. He then went on and met the queen of Sheba, and she gave that man a thousand talents of, of gold and a hundred changes of raiment. He then got in his chariot and drove furiously to the Red Sea. The waters parted, and he drove to the other side. He drove under a big olive tree and got his hair caught on a limb and was left hanging there. He hung there many days and many nights, and the ravens brought him food to eat and water to drink. One night his wife Delilah came along and cut off his hair, and he dropped and fell on stony ground. And it began to rain, and it rained 40 days and nights, and he went and hid himself in a cave. He then went on to Jericho and blew his trumpet seven times, and the city walls came tumbling down. And he walked on by one of the buildings and saw Queen Jezebel sitting high in the window, and she laughed at him, and he grew furiously and said, Toss her down. And they did, and he said, Toss her down again. And they threw her down 70 times 7. And the fragments they gathered up were 12 baskets full. And the question is, whose wife will she be in the day of resurrection? That's all Bible stories. Take them way out of context. And you see a lot of people do that. They, they, they get in the Bible and they get it all twisted around. But I want to t tell you the gospel this morning. Uh, the most simplest way you can understand the gospel is think of the cross. The gospel is the cross. Without the cross, there would be no gospel. So they're one and the same. And salvation is always by blood and it's always by grace. That you'll find them in the cross. In Matthew... 
uh, you don't have to turn your eyes, it's got these, this is, these are from the four Gospels, what we call the four Gospels. Matthew 16, 16 says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Mark 8, 27 says, Thou art the Christ. Luke 9, 20 says, The Christ of God. And then John 6, 69 says, We believe and are sure Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So all four Gospels present one figure in them, and that's Jesus Christ. That's where your salvation is. It's not in an ism or an ideal or anything like that. It's in a person. Jesus Christ is our salvation. Amen? Amen. John 3, 16, very familiar scripture. Uh, you go to any ball game, you'll see a sign that says John 3, 16. And, that's, and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now what does that word there, gave, mean? When it says that he gave. He gave his Son for a sacrifice. You know, Jesus, uh, they didn't murder Jesus. The Jews didn't murder him. The Romans didn't kill him. It was a sacrifice from God. That's what Jesus died for. He was a perfect sacrifice from God. He died in our stead for our sins. That's what salvation is today. And uh, I know the world tries to complicate it up, and they, they got 15 different rules what you have to do, but the, the, all you have to do is believe that Jesus died for you, and you will be saved. Amen. And the Revelation 13.8, it says that the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know, God didn't just uh, all of a sudden come up with an ideal about salvation. This was planned out way before Adam and Eve, way before the foundation of the world. God had a plan for you and your salvation. That's how big God is. That's, he's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows everything. So before the world, before the foundation, Christ was slain. The perfect answer. And every doctrine from the Bible must be built on the foundation of the cross. If you're not built, if, if it's not, then you are building on sinking sand. If your doctrine, what you believe that gets you through this life, if it's not based entirely on Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, you're on sinking sand. That you need a solid foundation, and the only foundation is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's why He came. He didn't. Uh, people talk. Well, do you hear the world right now? That's Jesus went about doing good. Yes, He did. He did this. We can all agree with all these things. But the main purpose why Jesus came was to die for us. You read the Gospels. His face was like flint towards Jerusalem. That's where he was headed. He knew where he had to go. He had to go to Calvary to die. That He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he was determined because he was obedient to the Father's will. And the Father's will was that his son would die for us. That's how much. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave Jesus for you. In your sinful condition, God died for you. While you were yet in your sins, Christ died for you. 
Now, you talk about love. That is love. Amen? God loves us, and he died. I, I take that very personal. Do you take your salvation personal this day? I take mine very personal. Matter of fact, I don't leave home without it. He's my Savior. Amen. So the doctrines are, in 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That is your foundation this morning, church. The foundation is solid this morning. You ever been in a place where they're kind of wobbly? Not on Christ. He's that solid rock this morning. And in Ephesians 2, 18 through 20, it says, For through him we both, and it's talking about the Jews and Gentiles, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Right there is the Trinity. People say the Trinity don't exist. Right there in that one sentence is the Trinity. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Christ is raised up. It's all about Jesus. You ever notice it's all about Jesus? Any subject you read in the Bible, you start studying it out, it will lead you to Jesus. It's, you know why? Because this is a hymn book. Everything in this Bible is about him. From Genesis to Revelation, it's about Jesus Christ. Everything is about him. So you have to get that in your system and in your heart and your mind that it's all about Jesus. The preeminence of Christ, the Bible says. He is everything. If you put Christ first in everything you do, you'll be all right because he should be first in your life. He's not a by thought or a second thought. I was telling them Thursday night, you know, God don't have no plan B. This is it. It's Jesus or nothing. You either accept Jesus or you're going to split hell wide open. Somebody said they want the, the fire and brimstone preached this morning. I'm going to preach it to you. Without Christ, you're going to hell. As simple as that. Oh, you shouldn't say that. You might hurt somebody's feelings. Well, it's tough. I don't say that. I repeat what the Bible says. It's Christ and him crucified. You know, it's, it's not Christ and the good works. It's not Christ and this or add something to it. It's Christ and him crucified. He died for us. You, you know, do you see a pattern here? It's all about him. Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Isaiah 28, 16. It says, therefore, and this is the Lord talking, therefore thus saith the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. Talking about Jesus. Jesus is the foundation. God says, I lay it in Zion for a foundation. It's a tried stone. Was Jesus tried? Amen. More than any man I ever met. You read the Gospels. They were constantly digging at him. And he finally told him, he says, any of you convicts me of sin, bring him on up here. Let me hear it. Couldn't do it. They followed him around one time. They said, go, and when you find him saying something that's off, I want you to arrest him and bring him back here. Well, them soldiers come back, and they said, where is he? They said, no man ever spake like this man. 
That's our Lord Jesus. I find, even Pilate, before him, Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. They tried everything against Jesus, and he still stood there. Pilate said, what is truth? And truth was standing right in front of him. It's a tried stone. Amen? That means tested, it means it's proved, and it means it's trustworthy. You can take your soul and give it to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you don't have to worry about it no more because you're safe and secure in Jesus. Amen? That makes me want to shout sometimes, knowing that my, my salvation is secure this morning. I don't have to think, well, did I do anything? Uh, maybe I messed up yesterday, or maybe I did something wrong. No, I am safe and secure in Jesus this morning because he's trustworthy. Amen? Amen. Give it all to him. See, that's, I think that's what's wrong with a lot of Christians. You want to give everything to Jesus, and any, if you hold back 2%, you're not complete in him. You know why? Because you're just 98%. That's not complete. You hold back on Christ. We want to do the right thing. We want to do all these things for Christ, but we hold back and we stand back, and you wonder why you're always defeated. When Christ said, give it all to me, give it all. That's what he wants this morning. He wants it all. Like Carrie said, she, she wanted it her way. When she let go of that and gave it all to him, that's when the thing starts clicking. How many times in your life have you, when you really from the heart, see, you can't, you can't cheat God. You can't go to God and say, well, I'm going to tell him this, and maybe it'll work. He already knows your heart and what you're thinking. So what you got to do is be sincere and truthful. They, those that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. You got to be true to Jesus. So when you go to him and say, Lord, I don't want whatever it is, you say, Lord, I take my hands off of it. I don't want it no more. Nine times out of ten, God will go ahead and give that to you. It's just like Abraham and Isaac. He found out that it wasn't Isaac that he wanted. He wanted Abraham. And as soon as Abraham let Isaac go, God blessed him. Once you let go of that thing you're holding back from Jesus, he's going to bless you because he wants it all. I know these, I don't get too many amens, but it's a truth. Amen. <laughs> a tried stone, a precious cornerstone. That, the, that precious there is of great price. You look at the price that Jesus paid for us. There's no comparison. When Jesus was dying on the cross, God took all my sin, all that nastiness and sinfulness in my life, he took all that, and here's his son dying on the cross. He took all my sin and poured it on his son. Then he took all the righteousness in his son, and he poured that on me. I am righteous this morning, not because of anything I ever did, but it's because of Jesus, what he did. He took my sins. And he made me whole. He asked that guy at the, at the uh, pool of Bethesda, would you be whole? Yes. That's whole, see, that, there it is again. That's at that 100%. God will make you 100%. Don't you want to be 100% for him? See, that's when you get wishy-washy. Uh, I don't know. You going to the prayer meeting tomorrow night? Uh, I don't know. Uh, all they do is pray. 
Well, I think that's why they call it a prayer meeting. <laughs> but, you know, that's, sometimes we hold back because this old flesh gets in the way. We don't want God to, or spiritual side to give it all. And you know what we say? Well, the Lord knows my heart. You heard that? That ought to scare you to death because God knows your heart. And he knows it's exceedingly wicked. But grace comes in. A precious cornerstone of great price or value. A sure foundation. There's that foundation again. That will not fail. That sure foundation. You know, God will not fail. He, he can do all things but fail. Lou, he's never lost a battle. Uh, that song, when they sing that, that, that's one verse in that song that always, I feel the Holy Spirit. To him that's never lost a battle. You know, you got denominations right now that are saying that God lost the battle at Calvary. They've taken that away. They're taking their crosses down. They're getting away from the cross when that's the only thing that, where their salvation is. How can you get rid of a cross? People say, ah, you put too much emphasis on the cross. How in the world can you do that? Man, that's my life. It's in the cross. Christ and him crucified. I don't know. The only sure thing we can trust is Christ and his precious blood. And I have learned down through the years, the more my trust I give him, the better off I am. It gets easier to trust him. That's what his word declares to us. Listen, it's 1 Corinthians 2.1. Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Now that testimony there means evidence given or a report. Paul comes to him and says, See, these the, the people knew all about the Bible. You, you get people that's not even saved that know all about the Bible. They read it, they study it. But it's the Spirit, see? And Paul tells them that the excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto the testimony of God. In verse 2, he says, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. The great Apostle Paul. That's all he knew, was Christ and him crucified. And this morning, that's what I'm telling you. The gospel is Christ and him crucified. Now, we can study and we can uh, delve into the Bible. It's unending. A any Bible scholars in here, you study the Bible, you find out the, the more you learn, the more you find out that you don't know. That's how deep God, yea, the deep things of God. It's, it's fascinating to study God's Word, and it's unending. It's just, it's a joy and a blessing to know God's Word like that. And I just scratched the surface. I want to go deeper, but it takes a while for me, I, I tell you. I found out uh, in school, I didn't mind going. They, they told me it's going to have, I'd have to go 12 years, and I kind of got discouraged. 12 years of this. <laughs> but, 
but you preach Christ and Him crucified. And it's that foundation. You need that foundation. Listen to this. Over in Amos 7, Amos saw the Lord upon a wall, it says, in, in verse 7. And, uh, and Jesus, when he saw him, he, he had a plumb line in his hand. Everybody know what a plumb line is? All you builders in here? I know Stacy knows what it is. It, it's a weight on the end of a string to show vertical direction. That's this way. You people from Northside, that means this way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's the vertical direction. And, he, and uh, when you think of, of the wall there, and that the, I think of that string, that's, that uh, crimson string that Rahab, you know the story of Rahab. The spies before they crossed over uh, Jordan and was going to uh, take the city of Jericho, uh, Joshua sent spies out, and they went to Rahab. She was a harlot. They went to her house, and she hid them spies from the government, and then before they left, they made her a promise. They said, you hang this thread. It was, actually, it was a rope because they, they went down on that. They said, when we come, we'll see that and we'll spare you. She said, you'll spare my mother, my father, my brethren, and my sister. In other words, salvation was for her whole house. It wasn't just for her. Rahab, see, she had already believed the Lord because when them spies got there, she said, you know, these people around here, they're scared to death of you people. They heard about how your God uh, split the Red Sea wide open for them to cross over. And we heard all your exploits out in the wilderness, how you destroyed these kings. And these people are scared to death of you. So you should have no trouble. All you got to do is say boo to them. And they made her a promise. They said, when we take this city, if you keep that red, uh, the crimson string in the window, we'll spare you. And so that was like the gospel to her. See, the gospel is good news. You don't have to die. They was telling Rahab, you don't have to die. We're going to spare you from this judgment that's coming. Same thing Jesus told you. You're going to get spared from this coming judgment. All you need is that, that crimson string to hold on to. It runs all through the Bible, the salvation of Jesus Christ. Listen to what Rahab said when they presented this to her. She said, according unto your words, so be it. According to your words, so be it. You know what so be it is? It means amen. Jesus Christ is the amen. She said, according to your words, so be it. That's what you said when Jesus come to you to save you. He said, if you'll believe that I am the Savior and that I died for you, and you said, so be it. Didn't you? You said, amen. I found out, boy, this is, this is what it takes. I can do this. You know, I can't do a lot of things, but I can do that. I can believe. You know, that's why God made it that way. If it took some great exploits or uh, money or anything like that, we'd all be in trouble. But everybody can believe, can't you? 
Amen. That's how you got saved, believing. Whosoever believeth. And you was one of them whosoevers. You believed. And now you're saved. Amen. And you're baptized. <laughs> Amen. Ain't that wonderful? See, and she didn't come up with her own plan. Today, people say, you know what? I think I got something better than hanging that little red rope out the window. Why don't we do it this way? Well, me and my family, we'll all come across, we'll get us a boat and cross the Jordan. We'll come over to the camp and Joshua can welcome us in, give us a tent. Ain't that what religion is? Buddha said, nah, you don't have to go, you don't have to go through Christ. All you have to do is enlighten yourself. It's your inner self. That's where your salvation is. It's nirvana. No, it ain't. Nirvana was a rock group, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ is salvation. You think of, look at the Muslims right now. You know the two great religions of this world, both of them were founded in a cave. Upstate New York, Joseph Smith, then you got Mohammed over in uh, Arabia. Salvation was slain from the foundation of the world when God offered up his son. Amen? Praise God. See, in this the vertical direction there, this way on the plane, that, that's your, uh, your level. This way is your vertical, your, your plumb. That's what that means. A plumb line lets you know what plumb is. And I'm telling you, once you get to know Jesus, you'll go plumb crazy. You will. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> but you are complete in him, see? And if, if that's off kilter, you're not complete. You need, you need the full gospel. And the full gospel, I ain't talking about this church. I'm talking about the full gospel that's in the Bible. The full gospel is Christ and him crucified. Amen. Ain't, ain't that the most simplest message you ever heard? What it, now, what is it now? Christ and him crucified. I think you can remember that. Amen. And that's what God, that's why God made it so simple. And uh, so you, you got to have the, the plumb and you need the, the horizontal. That makes a cross. That's where your cross comes in. It's right there in front of you all this time. That's the way the cross is with us. Everything we do. Uh, and what do you preach? Do you learn all this? When you go out into the world and you witness for Christ, what do you preach? Christ and him crucified. <laughs> See, the message never changes. There's different ways of doing it. But the same, the message is always Christ and him crucified. See, what we do is we get saved. We come to an altar, and you get saved. And you, you kneel at a cross, and then uh, the altar, the cross, and, and people gather around you, and, and people holler, uh, let go, let go, and some holler, hold on, hold on. You don't, you don't know what to do, so you try to do both. But you get saved. And you stand up and you say, praise God, I am saved. Jesus saved me. I was unworthy, and it, by his grace and his mercy, he saved me. 
And then we start walking, and we try to get into all kind of work when you just entered into his rest. You see that, church? We enter into his rest. When he hung on that cross and said, it is finished, it was finished. Just like him crucified, Christ crucified, same thing. Jesus said, it is finished. It's finished. But we go about ourselves and saying, you know what? I think it takes, you got to get baptized before you get saved. So you got a whole denomination that's, they even took Christ's name, but they turn around and say, no, you're not saved until you hit that water. That ain't what the Bible teaches. It's Christ and him crucified. If you believe that, you're saved. And I ain't talking about getting saved and then just doing whatever. If you just get saved and start doing whatever you want to do, I don't think you really got saved. You need a life changing in your heart and your thought life and everything. Jesus needs a new creation in Christ. That's what you need. And it's only get that through Jesus. But we go about ourselves, and then we get into works, we get into all these different things. And your salvation stops being in the cross but your salvation becomes in whatever church you belong to. I've actually talked to me. What, what makes you say, well, I'm a Baptist, buddy. That's why I'm saved. I'm a Baptist. Or I'm a Presbyterian. Or I'm a Nazarene. You name them. Forgetting the cross. They, they replace the cross with a man-made doctrine half the time. But even if it's a Bible doctrine, You've got to have the cross in it or your doctrine's not right. I'm sorry. You know, we got accused of this church here. It's, I mentioned it a while ago, full gospel. A guy told me one time, full gospel? Oh, you got it all, huh? I said, yeah, we got Jesus Christ. We got it all when we got Jesus. That's, that's just the name out there, buddy. That's what's in here. I am the I told a guy I worked with one time, I said, I am the church. He said, I was out by your church the other day. I said, you was out by my church building. I'm the church. Oh, you ain't no church. <laughs> I said, yeah, look, there's a little light in there. <laughs> oh, but we are the church. You are the church. This is a building. This is a church building we're in. But when we all leave here, the church is gone. It'll come back to the building. Come back tonight and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> But that's, it's what we preach is Christ. Amen? Amen. And, and people, everybody's got their own little thing they like. They, they take their favorites. Healing. We've had them come through here. Healing preachers. You ever meet a healing preacher? You know what they preach? They preach Christ. Yeah. If you want to preach healing, you're going to preach Christ. Because that's only where you can get healing from. Exodus 15, 26, it says, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Isaiah 53, 5, and 1 Peter 2, 24. By his stripes we are healed. Now, by his stripes, where does the stripes come from? From the cross. See, everything is in the cross. Healing is in the cross. Psalms 103, verse 3. Who healeth all thy diseases? Matter of fact, I got that right here. I want to do this. This is my little cheer. 
When I ask the question, I want everybody to say Jesus. Can you say that all together? Say Jesus. Jesus. All right. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Jesus. Who healeth all thy diseases? Jesus. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Jesus. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Jesus. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? Let's get a bus and hit the road. <laughs> but that's see, Jesus is the answer. Amen? I mean, I'm telling you, this phenomenal. It's in the book. All right. That, we moved on. <laughs> oh, that was fun. But it's whatever you preach. It has to have Jesus in it. It has to be attached to the cross. People teach healing. How about prophecy? Now, we got one of the best prophecy teachers and preachers right here in our midst right now, Brother Marshall King. But Marshall will be the first one to tell you it's about Jesus. You take Jesus out of prophecy, you don't have no prophecy. In the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, it talks about the seed of a woman. That's prophecy of Jesus Christ coming. Because a woman don't have seed. Only the man has the seed. But it talks about the seed of the woman. He's talking about Mary and the Holy Spirit come upon her. Praise God. Uh, that's the seed of the woman. Revelations 19.10 says, Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. He is. That's, how are you going to preach prophecy without Jesus Christ? And all the things that comes from Jesus Christ and the prophecy, it's because of Jesus. Everything. Everything is related to him. Uh, we look for uh, Israel and what's taking place there, but they're waiting for the Messiah, which is Christ. They're waiting for the first time. We're waiting for the second. It's about Jesus. Acts uh, 10.40. Listen, it says, Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. That's to let us know that it wasn't no spirit. He uh, raised from the dead bodily. Praise God. That he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be judge of the quick and the dead. And verse 43 says, To him give all the prophets witness. You read uh, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, all the great prophets, all the minor prophets. You read all them prophet, prophetic books. They're talking about Jesus. I was reading last night... Uh, in the second Samuel, the seventh chapter, that's where the Bible makes a turn unto Christ. David wanted to build uh, God a house. He told uh, Nathan, the prophet, he said, you tell God, I, I want to build him a house. And Nathan said, yeah, you go ahead and do it. Do whatever you do. 
And that night, God spoke to Nathan, and he come back, and he said, David, because you wanted to build God a house, he's going to bless you and build you a house that will last forever. Talking about Jesus. Why do they call Jesus son of David? Because of that. That's his, the house. His lineage comes through David. Praise God. Listen to this. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. In the very next verse, verse 44, it says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. See, when you preach Jesus and him crucified, the Holy Spirit shows up. You can't have the Holy Spirit without the cross. You can't, it's impossible. Because when the spirit of truth comes, Jesus said, he'll testify of me. So uh, a long time ago, um, when I was up in Michigan, God said, you got to come over to this church. They had a Holy Ghost meeting over there. And my brother said, was Jesus preached? I guess, well, I don't know. He said, if Jesus wasn't preached, it wasn't a Holy Ghost meeting. The us Pentecostals, we, get, we go to the, get on a tangent sometimes and we leave the cross and, and try to get spiritual. But if you leave the cross, you're not spiritual anymore. Amen? I'm telling you, this is about the most simplest message I can get, give you. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And it takes it. Listen to this. Salva this is salvation. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. All these false doctrines, all these cults, all these world religions, they think they're right. You even, people that don't even know Christ, I heard it the other night on the, watching a news program. They was talking about these extreme Muslims have hijacked a noble religion. I thought, buddy, you are so far wrong. What's noble about killing? I mean, it's just, it, it, I know where it comes from. It comes from the pit of hell. You got a world, people lost and dying and going to a devil's hell because they believe that Allah, Allah Akbar, that's not true. Then you got people saying Jehovah and Allah are the same God. That's where I used to work. I heard them guys talking about that. I went over to them and told them, of all the things I've ever witnessed to you, I want you to get this one point. They are not the same. Jehovah God is not Allah. No way. Cannot be. Because Jehovah God is a God of mercy. Amen. Look at me. I'm living proof of God's mercy. Amen. And I'm looking at a bunch of When you see me, you see mercy. That's it. Listen to this. These are the things that people put instead of the cross. Uh, Heather, if you want to come, I'm almost finished. Education. Church membership. Are you saved? Well, I've blown to the 
second so-and-so or see they put church membership ahead of their salvation good works are you saved well I do a lot of good works I, I, I'll get out in traffic and hand bottles of water out that's a good work baptism are you saved well I was baptized yeah but is, are you covered by the blood before you got covered by the water Keeping the law. That's real big right now. Everybody's trying to keep the law when the word itself tells you you can't do it. There's one person has ever kept the law. Anybody know who that was? Jesus. <laughs> Live by the golden rule. You know people do that? Yeah, there's people. Well, as long as you treat everybody right, you'll be all, when you stand before God, you'll be all right. No, that's another line. Sincerity. How about sincerity? People believe, you know, Muslims are sincere. Ah, it's, it's sad. It's like a, a person in a car at a railroad track. They get run over by a train. You know, they sincerely believed that train wasn't coming. They was really sincere about it. They hit that gas pedal. There's a lot of people going to hell right now, and they're real sincere about it. That's what I always say. There's a lot of good people in hell. A lot of people good for nothing. And they're in hell because of, for something they didn't do. They didn't believe Jesus. All it takes is believing. How about lodge membership? There's a lot of people right now, they belong to different uh, fraternities and things. They think, oh, that, they do good work. I'm all right as long as I'm a member there. No. How about tithing? As long as I give money, you know, God looks at my money and he knows that I, I, when I give, I really, I'm sincere about it. Did you ever read the revelation about heaven they walk on gold up there God don't need your money he needs your heart that's what he wants this morning if God don't have your heart you come this morning as they sing and if you have a need you come the church will meet meet your need as far as possible but Jesus Christ will meet everything amen so you come and I thank you for being attentive and uh, everybody stand as they sing this invitation song. I never saw the cross he carried up to Calvary's hill. I never saw the precious blood that my Savior spilled And I never heard The mob that cried Oh, let him be crucified No, I never saw it But I believe for me He died And every step He took To Calvary, Calvary.
shed for me. Jesus and him crucified. Amen.